Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Racewire, Boulder, Colorado on Over the Top Cycling. I'm George Thomas on the line with Kiel Reinen who's back from the team time trial from the world championships. Keel, how are you feeling? Uh, definitely a little beat up. The, uh, the TT bike is, is not my best friend right now. Now that sounded like it was actually a pretty tough course. Yeah, it was. It wasn't particularly technical, I guess, but, but it had some um, surprises in it. There was a lot of potholes, uh, manhole covers, that kind of thing. And when you're, you know, just head down going full gas, it's, it's really hard to account for those. And, um, it was, you know, you're kind of playing chicken a little bit with, with some of the corners. And, uh, it, I, I liked the course though. overall. I thought it was a great course and, um, I'm glad we got to uh, do it in the dry. Um, there was also a bit of wind too, which, uh, I think was, was good. It made it a little more tactical. Um, and of course, you know, we're not a, uh, you know, a, a team of superstar team time trialists. Um, but, uh, we, we had a blast doing it and I'm, I'm really glad we had the opportunity to do it. Can you go into the strategy that you guys go over before the start of a race like this? Well, we got together, you know, again, we don't have the budget of a, of a sky or, you know, green edge to throw at the team time trial. So it's not a specialty of, of ours, but we did get together about a, a week before uh, the event and in Asheville and had a team camp and, spent, you know, the week dialing in our bikes and, and getting our order figured out and getting our, um, our you know, tactics kind of laid out and, and did a couple of simulations, similar distance, similar courses to uh, what we were going to experience at Worlds and, and just kind of got in a, in a groove. You know, it's, you're, you're definitely putting a lot of trust and, and relying a lot on your teammates in that event. And if they ride off a cliff, you're going to follow them. Um, at least in theory, that's how it should go, and and uh, that camp really helped kind of solidify our, our mindset going in, and and help kind of smooth out the the rotation and and everything, and see who's who's riding better than um, uh, you know. So there's always going to be weaker and stronger guys, and guys who should take longer poles, and guys who are there to bring up the speed, and um, so f- feeling all that out was was definitely important before the event. And what's your communication like with each other while that's going on? You're not talking with radios or anything. Can anybody, is there any way to let the team know, hey, I'm, I'm having some trouble or uh, things like that? No, it's, it's really limited, um, especially with those helmets. You know, it's particularly hard to hear in a time trial helmet. Um, you're going so hard that there's not, there's, there's just really nothing to say. And, and that's why it's important to have those kind of pre-event camps ideally more than we even had so that you get to learn each other's body language. You get to know 
your teammates and, and so that you can tell immediately when one is struggling, if they're having a bad day, if, you know, you know so-and-so's fast through the corners and so-and-so's sort of legs a bit, and, and then you can kind of help smooth those things out. And, and we tried a few different orders, and um, in the end, you know, there was one order we thought was best, and, and we went with that. And, and you definitely get to know the guy who's directly in front of you, his, his specific body language and, and how long each guy's pulling. There's just all kinds of factors, and each one is a little uh, – you know, a bit of an indication as to how things are going for, for everybody. Were you able to spend any time practicing on the course? Yes. Yeah, so uh, with the World Championship event, the, um, the course is uh, open, you know, to traffic uh, leading up to the event. So you can, of course, go ride, but you're, you're stuck in traffic. And even there, a portion of the course was a one-way street the wrong way, so we couldn't ride on that. But we did get to ride, you know, the main chunks of the course, the couple of days we were there before uh, the event, and then the day before the event, they close it completely. Every team has a, uh, a specific time, just like you would the, the day of the race, where you're, you're, that's your time to ride on the course to feel it out, and uh, you're allowed to ride at whatever pace you want, but you have to keep moving. And, and so they gave, I don't know, maybe three or four-minute gaps between each team, and, and you just ride the course at your pace. So we picked a couple of sections that we thought were the more technical parts of the course and, and did those at, you know, 100%. And then we took some of the full parts easier and uh, used that as sort of a, an opener, but also picking out what lines we wanted to take. Of course, we made a lot of mistakes on that trial run, but that meeting that night, we could go over everything and the directors, you know, are, are jotting down notes as we're going. And, and so we're picking out that evening, which lines we want to take through the corners and, and where we're going to make up time and where we're going to lose time and, and those types of things. Now, is the director with you able to communicate at all? Oh, yeah, right. So uh, we all do have radios. Um, they are two-way radios, but there's not a chance in hell you'd be able to use your, your radio for talking. But the director can talk to you, and that is the one voice you know, or noise you can hear in that helmet is the radio in your ear. So... Uh, you don't, as a director in that situation, you don't want to over-communicate. You, you want the guys to mostly not think and just ride hard, but he's communicating things like right-hand turn coming up, um, you know, stay to the left-hand side, there's you know, road debris on the, the right-hand side. Or um, if a guy starts to falter and is sitting on and sitting out some poles, he'll say, you know, heel is sitting out, uh, you know, five riders rotating. And, and then when it's time to come back in, heel back in, six riders rotating. So he's, he's giving us bits and pieces of information, uh, but only what he, he has to. Now, what is your level of concentration like during a team time trial? What are you focusing on when you're at the back, when you're right in the middle and then at the front? I know that's a long well, question. Have uh, a term, you know, turn your brain to zero. And uh, that's, you know, the best racers can just turn their brain off and, and suffer, and that's that's definitely what it feels like in a TTT. You don't want to be thinking about, you know, taking the corner perfectly or uh, how much longer until your next pole. Those types of things are kind of, um, they, they only sort of mess up your rhythm. You don't want to be thinking how long is left. You know, it's important to meter out your effort, but if you do enough trial runs and practice enough at it, it should all come, you know, pretty naturally. Uh, at one point, um, you know, it, it is really difficult to think when you're going that hard. At one point, into a corner, um, a guy had uh, swung off, 
one of our riders and was coming back, and he wasn't going to make it to the back of, of uh, the six of us in time before the corner. So he was sort of next to me going into the corner, and at first I tried to take it on the inside, and I realized that the corner was going to sort of close on us, so I just let him in in front of me, which, of course, messed up our, our order. And so a little bit later I thought I'll, I'll sit out for a rotation and, and slot back in in my normal place uh, so that we're not out of order anymore. And I, I sat out. One guy went through over the top of me, and I let him know I was sitting on. And then not one guy later, I just forgot what I was doing and got back in the rotation. And uh, so I didn't end up correcting the mistake at all, and, and uh, it, it didn't matter particularly, but it, that's how hard it is to, you know, think during that, that type of effort. So you really are supposed to stay in that order throughout the event. Yeah, that's the goal. But the other thing about a TTT is it's a bit like theater. You know, you, the, the show must go on. So regardless of if the guy crashes or somebody has a mechanical or everyone hits a pothole and gets disoriented, um, you get out of order. Those are things that, that can all happen, and uh, you can't stop and, you know, get worked up about it because that's you're losing time. So it's, it's all about just going with the, the flow. We, you know, we had a set order. That was the ideal order. But once it's out, then it's out, and you just got to not worry about it. So, uh, you know, it didn't really phase anybody. I, I, I made an attempt at correcting it, but it was, uh, in the end, it, was, it wasn't a big deal. So what was United Healthcare's goal, and did you meet that? Yeah, it was always going to be um, tough, somewhere between tough and impossible for us to win uh, that, that race. But um, it was... Uh, for us, it was about going out, giving 110% that day and, and doing the, the best uh, with, you know, the guys we have. A lot of teams spend a lot of money on, on equipment specific to this event, and uh, a lot of teams pour a lot of money into, you know, this event, hire guys specifically for this event, and and have more than, you know, a week to, to train together specifically for it. So um, that being said, you know, we had high expectations of ourselves, and we wanted to make sure that we made it count. Um and I think we had uh, we, we rode as well as we expected to. Um, we had one guy who just had a little bit of an off day, and we lost him about halfway through. And the rest of the five of us kind of stuck to the plan. Uh, we had one guy do a big long pole before the final climb, and he swung off because it's it's the time is measured on the fourth rider. So um, it was it was a tactical move to burn a guy there, but. Um, yeah, we would have loved to have been, you know, top 15, and um, I think we were about 45 seconds from, from being there. Um, and uh, there's there's definitely a lot of factors involved in that, but uh, the, the expectation was, was not to win. Now, I was going to wrap it up right there, but uh, you brought up uh, someone coming off. So what happens then? Do they get picked up by the follow car, or do they need to ride in? I don't think they need to finish uh, because time is taken on the fourth rider, but in you know, barring a bad crash, everyone just rides easy in. And it's not uncommon as you're you know moving along with your team to see a random guy from another team just on the side of the road kind of creeping, going slowly, uh, making his way towards the finish. But uh, at that point, you know, it's just ride easy home. There's no, no stress and no reason to go any harder than you have to. You just need to stay out of the line, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's probably the biggest fear is just getting in the way. 
Well, Keel, it is always a pleasure chatting with you, and I look forward to uh, talking with you again soon as you uh, round out your season here. Yeah, thanks. Looking forward to it, and, and uh, definitely a big thanks to Richmond for, for hosting Worlds. It was a really special experience, and it was an honor to be part of it. Yeah, one last question. What were the crowds like out there for a, a team of Americans? Yeah, they were they were good and, and getting better. Uh, definitely people were you know starting to fans. As the week goes along, the events kind of get more prestigious, and so um, you know Sunday is the, the culmination of that with the elite men's road race. But uh, definitely a, a great turnout, especially on the hill and, and towards the finish. And um, it was, yeah, it was neat to know. You know, it was definitely motivating for me as an American to know that the fans out there are cheering for for Americans. And um, I, I I know that that's you know kind of a once in a career uh, opportunity to be worlds on your home soil. So I definitely savored it. Yo, Ron, and thanks very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Racewire on Over the Top Cycling, Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.